If you would, this morning, I'm going to have you turn to the New Testament book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 3 and verses 4 through 14. This will be our text this morning and next Sunday morning. If you're visiting with us this morning, we are in the midst of a year-long series on what does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? And we're looking at this in segments, and the segment that we're looking at right now is a disciple's emotions. God has created us to be emotional beings. They are God-given, God-ordained emotions, and they play such an important role in our Christian life. Our emotions are used by God to make us passionate, to love him, to care for others, to care about those in Florida and Houston who are going through such difficult times. These are Christ-given, wonderful emotions. And this Sunday and next Sunday, so this is part one and part two, we're going to do the last couple of sermons on this aspect of a disciple, a disciple's emotions. We had four sermons on a disciple's emotions in August, two here in September, and then we'll move on to a different aspect of discipleship. I have titled this message, Following Hard After God, Part 1, and then we'll look at Part 2 next week. And our first point this morning is following hard. It is common for a Christian to think that once he's received Christ as Savior, he is then to spend the rest of his days trying to live a good life. Here is a common scenario when someone is born again, when someone is saved. They get saved, they're gloriously regenerated and reborn, and they kind of get the impression, maybe even from us, that they're to spend the rest of their earthly days trying to be a good Christian. So, I get saved, I'm reborn by the Spirit of God, and then I try to live a good life. I go to church, I try to be a good husband, I try to be a good father, I try to be a good employee. And that's kind of the scenario for a lot of Christians. And it's not a bad thing. But I want to share with you this morning, I want to challenge all of us this morning that it falls far short of the Bible's desire for a child of God. The Bible calls for every Christian to follow hard after God with all their emotions, their intellect, and their actions. The quest of the Christian life above all things is the pursuit of God himself. It is the passionate pursuit of Christ, which I have shared in sermons in the past. That is at the heart of everything we do. And it must be more important, it must be more important than just simply trying to live a good life. In 1948, A.W. Tozer, one of the people that I have been using, one of the authors that I've been using, Uh, as a resource for this series. A.W. Tozer wrote in 1948 a little book called The Pursuit of God. And this phrase, this sentence, following hard after God, is the title of one of the chapters in that little book. And I love that term. Following hard, pressing hard after God 
himself. John Piper said this one time. He said, the pursuit of God is even more relevant today than it was in 1948. I wonder how many books we can say that about today. That today, that, that little book that Tozer wrote resonates with all of us in our Christian life. John MacArthur, in commenting on this phrase, on this thought, following hard after God, says this, it is a single-mindedness focused completely on Christ. As we, or if I have shared earlier in this series, it is an obsession, an obsession with Jesus himself. We see this pressing hard after God in the lives of the great men and women of the Bible, and that is why it is so valuable, so profitable to read through the entire Bible. You don't have to do it in a year, no matter how long it might take you. There are so many great accounts, historical, factual accounts of men and women following hard after God. We think of Noah, a man of righteousness who faced fierce opposition in his day, who lived in a world that was even more wicked, far more wicked than the world that we live in right now. And yet he followed hard after God in obeying him and building the ark and then enduring the flood we think of Abraham who was called to leave everything, to give it all up, and to follow hard after God as he went to a new land, a land that was promised to him, a land that he had never seen before. And God promised to bless all the peoples of the earth through him. We think of Joseph who followed hard after God even when his brothers mistreated him, even when he was treated unjustly in prison. In our Men's Bible Institute class this semester, we are going to be studying about the life of Joseph. We think of Moses. We think of Ruth. We think of the Psalms. You want to know what it means to press hard after God, to follow hard after him? Immerse yourself. Immerse yourself in the Psalms. We think of Daniel. Daniel who lived so valiantly so faithfully for God in the midst of the wicked Babylonian empire and rose to be one of its highest government officials. But the person that I'm going to use for our two-part series is the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. The Apostle Paul, as you may know, was a Pharisee. And he begins chapter 3 by calling out the Pharisees and the Judaizers and calling them dogs calling them people who put their entire confidence in their human flesh. And then he says this about himself. Let me read verses 4 through 14 of Philippians 3. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Listen, listen to his Hebrew resume circumcised on the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. And then he says this about himself. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss 
because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect. Watch this. But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Well, our second point this morning is why we follow hard. Why we must follow hard after God. First of all, we follow hard after God in order to know him. Look at verse 7 again in the first part of verse 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I count everything as a loss that I may know Christ that I may know Christ. Knowing Christ is a value that surpasses everything else on this earth. I want to share some familiar passages with you. Some of these I've preached entire sermons on and you may be quite familiar with. The first is Matthew 13, 44, where Jesus is describing himself as a treasure hidden in the field. And this is what he says. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Folks, that's Jesus. In his joy, in his joy, he went and sold all he had and found Jesus. Matthew 13, verses 45 through 46, where Jesus is described as the pearl of great price. He has been known for centuries in the Christian church as the pearl of great price. Jesus says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, when he found one of great value, when you find Jesus, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Nothing, nothing was more important than that. When I follow hard after God, I am filled with joy and he is honored. When I follow hard after God, I am filled with joy and he is honored. Here's the great deal of the Christian life. We honor him, he fills us with joy. We glorify him, he fills us with joy. We exalt him, he fills us with joy his joy. Folks, there is so much of Christ yet to be known in your Christian life. Press hard. Follow hard 
Know everything you possibly can about him. In verse 10, the very first part, Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Do you want that this morning? This is kickoff Sunday for our church as we begin a new year of ministries. Do you want that in your life? To know him, to know him and the power of his resurrection in your life. It's like those young couples before they're married and and hopefully after they're married who are so in love with each other. They just want to know everything about him, everything about her. Can't seem to spend enough time with him. Can't seem to spend enough time with her. It's like a series of movies or books that people anticipate. I think of like the movies over the years, the Star Wars movies, and even now people are anticipating the next one. When is it going to come out? What period of the Star Wars series is it going to cover? What kind of period of history is it going to cover? Or we think of the Lord of the Rings and people couldn't wait for that next movie, for that next movie to come out. Or I think back, some of you remember a number of years ago with the Left Behind books. Remember that? They were so popular and even unbelievers were reading them. And all I would hear people saying is, I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait for the next one to come out. I want to see what happens next. Folks, that's how it ought to be with Christ, even more so. Many times more than that. Oh, I want to know him. I want to know him more and more and more. So we follow hard after God in order to know him. Second, we follow hard after God for the assurance of our salvation. In the second part of verse 8 and verse 9, it says this, For his sake, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And Paul is saying, for his sake, I've lost it all. And you know what? I count it as garbage that I, that I may gain Christ. And I want to be found in him. And folks, that's how we all want to be found now and when we die in Christ. When we are saved, when we are born again, when we ask Christ to come into our life, his righteousness is transferred to us. We no longer stand in our own righteousness, but his righteousness. And Paul says, I want to be found in him in his righteousness. And the Christian wants to spend his or her entire life living out what it means to actually have the righteousness of Christ within me. What does that mean? Let me explore it. Let me understand it. Let me know it. Let me live it. You see, saving faith is a faith that forsakes earthly values and pursues Christ. Saving faith is an ongoing passion for Christ that becomes more important than any other pursuit in this life. There is nothing that can compare to following hard after God. But let me share this. Please listen carefully this morning. Following hard after God is the evidence of genuine saving faith. Following hard after God is the evidence that you are really born again. If I say or you say, I'm a Christian, but I have no desire 
to know Christ. No big deal to me. If I have no desire to read the Bible, if I have no desire to pray, no desire to come to church and to be with God's people, if someone says, I'm a Christian, but I I don't have these desires, then I say, you're probably not a Christian. These are the evidences of what it means to be saved. Being saved isn't just some prayer I say and then go on and live any way I want to. No, being truly regenerated, truly born again gives me a fire in my soul. And if that fire isn't there, folks, you need to ask yourself this morning, am I really saved? Am I really born again? So second, we follow hard after God for the assurance of our own salvation. And then third, we follow hard after God because we are not yet perfect. In verse 12, it says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Now, here's a phrase we're all familiar with. We probably all used it. We will not be perfect until we get to heaven. And that is true. That is true. But sometimes that becomes an excuse for living a mediocre Christian life. Sometimes that becomes our excuse for being satisfied with mediocrity. Some people say this, well, I'm not perfect. There's not much I can do about it. That's some Christians. So they're living their Christian lives. Ah, uh, we won't be perfect till heaven, so I guess there's not much I can do about it. Here's what other Christians say. I'm not perfect, but I want to get as close to perfection as I possibly can this side of heaven. Do you feel that way this morning? I may not be perfect, and I may not be perfect until I get to heaven, but I am going to strive in Christ to be as perfect as I possibly can this side of heaven. It's like I'm here, and here's perfection. And I'm a long way from perfection, but I want to get as close as I possibly can before I go to heaven. I may not get all the way there till heaven. In fact, I won't, but I'm going to strive. I'm going to follow hard. I'm going to passionately pursue Christ to get as close as I possibly can this side of glory. Let me give you some kind of synonym statements of following hard after God. To follow hard after God is to pursue a life of holiness and righteousness. A holiness and righteousness that can only be found in Christ himself. To follow hard after God is the desire to be just like Christ. To want to be just like Jesus. Do you feel that this morning in your emotions, in your tears, in your laughter, In every part of your being, do you feel, I want to press hard after God. I want to follow hard after God. I want to be just like Jesus. On this kickoff Sunday as we go to communion, I would like you as you take the bread and the cup to pray, God, help me to be zealous for you. Help me to be passionate for you. Lord, help me to follow hard after you every day of my Christian life. At this time, we're going to share the Lord's Supper together.